0: Cliffcentral.com Fashion Lab on Cliffcentral.com Jambo Salam, bonjour and welcome to the Fashion Lab show once again. My name is Lizo Goomba Regis for your host. And thank you for tuning in to our Fashion Lab. This is where we dissect the business behind fashion so we can be able to develop this industry and smile to the bank. That's our hashtag normally on the show. But anyway, on today's show we are talking around our conversation on the fashion education curriculum. Uh, with a specific focus in Africa today. Now, we all know that formal fashion education in Africa has existed since the early 1970s with East and South Africa taking the lead. According to an article I came across, uh, which is a higher, um, from a higher education consultant in Africa, his name is Vivek Kishero Verma on changing trends of African fashion education in Africa with a shift from construction to design. He really emphasizes that when government across the continent started concentrating on vocational and technical training for increasing employability amongst the youth, uh, garments, garment construction and fashion design took a center stage uh, and really pushing projects for women. Now, some experts believe that the fashion industry in Africa is more or less a cottage industry faced with gaps that scare investors from committing to this very uh, sort of developing sector. We are talking about a three trillion dollar industry today. Now, uh, there is a fashion education gap in Africa, uh, a factor responsible for the low number of professionals in the industry and not so serious perception accorded to the sector. Now, very few universities or fashion institutions across the continent are actually offering first or master's degree in fashion. Most of these designers we see coming from the continent, who made it to the top of the chart, studied from schools across. They had to literally go across the border to really get to a certain level now the f- world there's a th- there's three things I want us to really focus on before I get in deeper into the show uh, more reason for us to be able to focus on the education system especially for this fashion industry is so crucial because where are all these graduates going and where are all these students going and there's so many and people think fashion is the new black I mean well the new whatever you want to call it and now suddenly everyone wants to be in fashion so the first thing I think for me, um, from a responsibility perspective, as African people in this continent who are playing in this space, the world is definitely fascinated by African culture and design. And I think it's always been, it's just that somehow this is just, it feels like there's so much focus on Africa right now. Um, so I feel like that is the first reason more than ever that we really need to pay attention to how we're going to make or curate uh, this baby app using the different uh, levels of the value chain and making sure we pay attention to each and every one uh, pie, piece of the pie to just make sure this really we really move this to the next level. A second point is there's a rising number of urban and small-town consumers purchasing branded fashion and has definitely led to the growth of the branded retail industry in Africa. And we know, and it's true that, you know, if you think about this uh, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, consumers were not consuming as much as they are today of fashion uh, brands across the continent. So there's definitely uh, a very good uh, space there. And that's why we really need to focus on uh, making sure that the education system is at par and at a level that will actually push us to a whole new level. The third thing or the third point is there's definitely a huge gap in supply of trained designers due to unavailability of professional schools and universities offering that specialized level of education in this space. And that is why we are having this conversation. Now, for any other reason, if you think maybe not or whatever, I think for anything else, we just need to do this because we are responsible African citizens. We need to do what we need to do in our house, clean our house, get the cobwebs out, whatever, whatever. Anyway, so I'd love to hear from you, but before we plug in our special guests, we are joined by our new york partner edgy benson who runs ennui new york which is a fashion services company based in new york and we are happy to have you on the show welcome edgy
1: hi liz how are you
0: fine thank you how are you <laughs> i
1: am what are you wearing today
0: no, I just, I'm starting with you. Don't don't play around <laughs> like <laughs> Ladies first, but I'm starting with you. Ladies first means I ask you first. What are you wearing and who made your clothes?
1: <laughs> today I'm actually today actually I feel great. I'm wearing um a curse button down shirt. what uh,
0: and and and, and, you. and your diesel jeans. I will finish the bottoms. He wears <laughs> No, but
1: they are everyday. new though. These are slinkers. They're fantastic.
0: Edgy, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I think we've so, already uh, gone we've gone over this over and over again and I'm now explaining to our guests that guys, Edgy wears diesel jeans every day for the last two years on yeah, so I said don't tell us what you're wearing below. Just tell us what you're wearing up and then we'll fill up the gap i'm sure all our listeners know by now that edgy should (laughs) be the diesel brand you should be the diesel brand ambassador and i will be talking to them shortly i really will plug them in but anyway thank you for joining us um on the show edgy um we we are also joined by uh our fashion expert uh all the way from lisbon francisca marzilli who will be contributing as well and sharing her insights with us welcome to the show francisca
2: hello thank you
0: (laughs) What are you wearing? We I'm fine, thank you. How are you?
2: <laughs> Me too, thank you. And what, uh, what are you wearing Portugal, and who
0: made your clothes? Yeah.
2: Yes, I wanted to tell you one thing. Today in Portugal is another, um, is, uh, in, the, in other European countries, there is the Children's um, Day. So I am dressed uh, in my black suit and to stay in the time of childhood black like ballerinas. <laughs> wow. Very nice. Great. So you're really
0: uh, celebrating this Children's Day with the children out there. That's nice. Yeah. Our heart goes out to the children. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so thank you so much for joining us on the show as well, uh, Francisca. It's good to have you. And then for those who are tuned in for the first time, just a quick reminder, there is my favorite segment at the end of the show called Who Would You Want to Dress and Why? So feel free to share with us your who's and your why's. I call that our red glass of wine. It's not literally a glass of wine, but shh. We should be drinking some wine at the end of the show anyway. But anyway, God knows. We'll make that work. Anyway, keep your tweets coming. We're at Fashion Lab AF on Twitter. Uh, On Instagram and Facebook, we're at Fashion Lab Africa. And we'd just love to hear from you, share with us your thoughts. We're joined by some really special guests who will really be plag- we will really be plugging into this conversation, and we'd love to hear your thoughts around what you are feeling when it comes to the education system, um, in Africa with a specific focus in in fashion. Now, on today's show, we are joined by oh, by the way, I am oh, wearing. So, yeah. I...
1: tell
0: us what you wearing. <laughs> God. Oh, God, these people are gonna kill me. Okay, so I'm wearing a beautiful green. A beautiful deep sort of like ivory no not ivory it's a deep forest not even forest green this is a olive green this is a beautiful olive green cold neck maxi and this is actually from my winter collection it's available at the space for those who are in south africa uh it's also available at the bromwell it's also available in a shop called the design studio uh in kenya in Nairobi and it's very good. You know, you kind of throw it on, it's a cold neck, it sits nice, and you throw it on in your heels and you're actually warm and you can even throw in your thermals without anyone seeing what's going on underneath. So that's what I'm wearing because I'm feeling free and I'm feeling I'm feeling light today. Light and free.
1: Good. Awesome. <laughs> Edgy, Edgy,
0: have I explained? Are you happy? Can we now go on?
1: I I actually have a, a beautiful piece full of that.
2: I was asking too, Liz. It's not only Asia. Okay.
1: <laughs>
2: I was curious. Okay,
0: team. Okay, team Portugal and team US. Uh, I have told you what I'm wearing and I'll make sure we take pictures of what we're all wearing so we can tweet yes. as the show goes on. And today we're joined <laughs> by the academic head of the Fashion Academy Network. He holds a doctorate in the field of textiles and fashion from the Swanee. Is it Swanee? Tuana University of Technology. Um, collectively, uh, the gentleman who's joining us today has more than 35 years' experience in the fashion education on a tertiary level. He also has extensive international connections, has worked close, uh, closely with International Wool Secretariat for six years, conducted research programs on behalf of the UN Development Program for Africa in the field of micro-enterprises for textiles and garments, manufacturing. I mean, he is here with us. And like I said, no more need for any further introduction. I think I will even send you that clip so you put in your pocket. Welcome to the show, uh, Dr. Bram Kruger.
3: Thank you very much for the privilege to be here. I really enjoy it. Did
0: you enjoy my introduction? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Especially in the description of the thermals. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: Oh, well. <laughs> so you know what? We're really happy to have you here and congratulations on all of your achievements um, through your journey so far. It's definitely... A lot you've been doing and it is nice to sit down uh with uh you know a professional like you to actually talk about this really pressing topic now what are you wearing and who made your clothes because you're not exempt you know we all have to share that
3: (laughs) are you putting me on the spot
0: putting you i made
3: it myself i knitted this top and i made the jeans myself so i'm not uh you know i'm not i'm not wearing diesel i'm wearing my own (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> Did you really? Yes. Oh, he's not joking. He's serious. I'm going to take a picture now and we're going to tweet that as well. Wow, this is impressive. Mm-hmm. Africa is a whole new, a whole new level. This is I who, who are you wearing? I made them myself. Don't even ask. Don't even ask.
3: Well, you know, I I I, I teach this. Mm. You know, so if I don't have the skills, how can I teach it?
0: Wow. <laughs> It's beautiful. Thank you for joining us on the show. Now we are also joined by a very special, another very special guest who's head of marketing at Fashion Academy Network in Johannesburg. And besides holding the marketing position at Farm, she is a former model fashion editor and philanthropist. Now she's reached the pinnacle of her modeling career when she was selected as the first African to be signed as face of L'Oréal. And rewarded mm-hmm. with a lucrative three-year modeling contract. You go, guys, we are we are rolling heavy in studio today. Now, um, just to add on to that, on the foundation of her success as a fashion model, she advanced into the media world, became the fashion editor of True Love magazine. She was later recruited by Jane Raffeli of Associated Magazines and worked as a fashion editor at O, the Oprah Winfrey magazine. Now, I don't want to say any more, just wanting to let you know how heavy we are moving, but allow me to welcome and introduce Komatsu Primrose Molantua. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining us and congratulations, seriously, on your fashion journey. Oh, thank you. And I think what I love about, yeah, and I think what I love, what I admire about fashion is the evolution of it as individuals and how you can start from something within a different part of the value chain and continue the journey and touch through different elements of it and keep growing as you touch on different elements of this pie. So, Really, congratulations on that! Thank you. Now, what are you wearing, and what's inspiring your look? <laughs> no, 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 no. What's not? What are you wearing, and who made your clothes?
4: Sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, I didn't realize you'd ask me that. Actually, I should have paid more attention. <laughs> uh, this I got at a sale at Max Mara twelve years ago, and so wow, yeah, that's almost vintage. It's uh, definitely a vintage <laughs> Max Mara. And then this I got on a trip to Nice. It's one of those curio shops, you know, the fifty. 50- Fifty euros that you buy on the streets uh, in Nice. Uh, last year we traveled to Nice, yeah. And I think that the, the, this I think was one of the first samples we made uh, in one of our other business ventures. So it's beautiful. Thank you for joining
0: us. And like I said, it's, it's, it seems like a nice, casual day. Everyone's feeling a bit yes. casual, which is great. Um, so I just want to uh, get straight into the conversation um, around. Uh, the fashion education system, and uh, especially here in Africa, we've had a chance to uh, plug in uh, Lysoft, Shanna Davis. We've also had uh, a chance to plug in UJ, faculty who also came here to share with us uh, just her insights. And I think that, um, as I was saying earlier, fashion evolves, everything is evolving, trends are evolving, whether it's landscape trends or political trends or economic trends that influence uh, how we do what we do today Everything is moving so fast and it means we have to be on our toes and it means that whatever it is that we are setting up has to be relevant and has to be able to help push us so that we don't, we're not expired when we arrive, you know, <laughs> you know, those expired, you know, those things, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so let's just talk about fun a bit. Like, let's just talk about fun. Uh, maybe I'll start with, uh, I'll start with the ladies first. So okay. come on. So we'll talk about fun and just kind of what, why fun is in existence. What need did you feel, or what sort of gap do you feel that Fan is going to be fulfilling
4: in this fashion industry or fashion market today okay. in Africa? So um, our school is called Fan F A N, and it's an acronym for Fashion Academy Network. Um, and uh, you know, we we have we have realized that um, there is a gap still in the fashion education of South Africa or even of Africa, um, in terms of, um, as you said, you know, um, a bachelor degrees, um, you know, the, the more, the more higher education, um, um, when you, when you transcend from just being, um, a, a seamstress or when you transcend from working with just your hands and now becoming a business person and now becoming an entrepreneur, you know, you need, um, uh, to fulfill, we, we needed to fulfill that gap. So we came together and we started, uh, FAN, Fashion Academy Network. Uh, Bram Kruger could uh, tell you more about how um, him and our other partner, Julian, because um, uh, they've been dreaming about this for 15 years, are much younger than the two of them. Um, and mine was more from uh, having just recently graduated from one of the local fashion colleges and seeing the um you know the gaps that exist and wanting to 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 you know like crying out i was uh, one of bram kruger's uh, students and i was crying out for help to say i've completed my degree but i'm still not sure how to go ahead and start this and that where do i get the fabrics i should have known already how to do this you know i've got the education but there is still a gap i'm i'm still missing something and uh, that's when uh, you know bram kruger said to me listen there is a gap and we are actually solving that problem but come with us and um, he can tell us more about how this whole thing started.
0: Brahma. I want to give it to you, obviously. Thank you so much, mm-hmm. Komotso. But so let's talk a bit about it. And I love the fact that you are uh, graduated, Komotso, here. So you
4: have actually had ha- first, first, first ex- experience. experience. Yes. So you, you know exactly what? At, not just once, because um, you know, I, I started first uh, as a youngster um, before I started modeling. Um, I went to a technical college locally. Um, then I went to a, a vet technical in those days that's now integrated into UJ. And I did a first year and second year. And even then I realized that, you know, nothing that I'm learning in this college is what's going to, you know, propel me to the next level in fashion. So I decided to rather go get work experience in the fashion industry. Um, and then so many years later, after being in the industry, I realized that I still need that, you know, to to get that proper education. I need a qualification to be able to, you know, stand a um, uh, head above, your, you know, like our European counterparts, for example, and the u s people it, you know you need to be competitive, but True. education and is, is what propels you it 's what takes you to forward the yeah, to the next level that 's it
0: um, Can we speak to the man himself now, Mr. Uh, Bram, because you obviously are uh, like she said, a bit like fifteen years ahead <laughs> <laughs> yes. a lot of years ahead, but still had, say how many. Yes, <laughs> but still had a vision, and you still feel that whatever it is you're, you, you're doing with fun in this market is going to be the
3: change? Well, uh, uh, let me just give you a little bit of background um, about my career. Um, I first studied a degree, and then I went into the industry, and I worked for major manufacturing organizations in South Africa. Um, and and then I moved uh, I worked down in Cape Town for instance And when I moved back I was recruited By the Tswani University of Technology to, to assist with lecturing There and because uh, You know all my old friends and so on Were there I became very caught up With uh, uh, lecturing And with the education system and so on And also because I enjoy it You know I really enjoy it and in fact today I'm in business with two other directors Who are both my ex-students mm-hmm. And um, the, the situation is just that after, you know, so many years of uh, being involved with education and uh, at my age, for instance, I feel and again last night when, when I t- attended the, the, you know, the inauguration of the Harvard uh, Center for African Studies, uh, the, the whole discussion they last uh, night was about how the demographics of Africa has shifted. I mean, there are now more than 50% of the, the population of Africa are under 20. So uh, education has become an absolute uh, um, crucial, crucial uh, issue, you know, because if we don't find a way to educate this cohort of young people to become independent, to become entrepreneurs, to, uh, you know, make a way for themselves in the future, then we will have failed them
0: and and obviously it's that competitive edge that they need as well yes edgy and francisca we are you are here with us um edgy i would love you to first of all just share your your echoes around this conversation and obviously because i'm coming back to fun because they're not necessarily going to be running this uh school as uh just come in as you wish i'm Mm -hmm. sure that you guys have uh set up or curated okay before i go to edgy and francisca what is your admission process? Because it's not just oh I'm going to find. Mm. <laughs> yeah. What no, is the process? True. Who it's who can true. who can qualify to get well, in? Yeah.
4: You and see how, we have a very limited space available and how limited? Uh, um, we are only looking for forty students to take on in the first year. So it's very, okay. very exclusive. <laughs> exclusive
3: <laughs> I'd say. Can I can I add something uh, to yeah. that? The reason why why that is, is mm. because We believe uh, primarily in a vertical integration rather than a horizontal one. So, in other words, we don't want to just add more and more students and add more and more courses. We are more interested in providing a smaller cohort of students with uh, individual attention and with the skills that will then take them vertically into their careers. That's why, for instance, at the end of our first um, third-year group, um, we also want to. Op- uh, we we're planning to start an entrepreneurial um, Incubation. incubator, so that and 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 you know we have a, a, a le- exp- experiential learning program where in the third year our students are integrated with our own retail space in other words we're starting a shop where they can then sell their garments through build their own brands okay. so that by the time that they are finished with a with a the, uh, qualification then they are already integrated with the industry it's not like all of a sudden now I've done an academic qualification and now I'm facing with an industry which is a completely new experience yeah. you know so, so and 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 then also we we are moving in a direction where we are uh, for instance i didn't my master's degree in, in corporate wear so we're already moving in a direction where we're going to start courting uh, corporate contracts and so on that the students at the incubator will be integrated with so they can design, they can produce prototypes, they can start earning royalties of every garment that is designed by them delivered uh, to uh, you know the corporate, yeah. to the corporate um, so I think it's. To, I, th- I
0: think it's so well. Some it's so the strategy is so well thought through. Now, Edgy, um, we're going to start with you. Um, just looking at a couple of other fashion institutions, and you, who also went to a fashion institution, even though it wasn't here. What are your echoes around fun and what the Fashion Academy uh, network is setting up here in Johannesburg, and uh, what are your thoughts? I think. <clears throat>
1: sorry, guys. My worry about fashion education has always uh, been around um, when, when when, you're done with school, what can you do? Mm-hmm. You know, how how much does it, em- 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 like, you know, empower you to move forward? Um, and that is very skill-based. You know, how skill-based is the education? Is it, is it focusing on the core skills that you need? Uh, whether it's, you know, the core skills in fashion are mostly going to be the things that people don't want to do a lot which is going to be like sewing and tailoring. And there's a clear difference between the two, you know, and there's, you know, draping and, and all of these things are the tough ones, you know, then understanding your textiles. But listening to both Dr. Kruger and Kumoso, I, I feel like they have already, they've already, they already have that in mind in setting up fun. So that's, that's really good to know that they're building a, a, a program that empowers the students when they are done, because, one thing that when you finish school you're very new it sometimes is very intimidating to start a, a, to start your own thing and yeah but the way that they've done it the way that they've done it are fine with the early inclusion of students in in programs that are outside of of just core studies like they can be immersed in the marketing of their product and all of those things i think it helps that when they come out of school they're already confident enough to move forward and and but we i think education the fashion education in africa has to be built around empowerment can the students do they don't need they don't have to have a job offered to them by someone else when they're done with school they should have the freedom to set up a shop you know amen to that so i like what they're doing yeah
0: francisca can we also hear from you obviously from a different side of where you are and then also just looking at africa from outside
2: Yes, I, I I've been listening very carefully, and I've uh, been reading the the whole plan of the studies of the of the fan, and I um, appreciate a lot that uh, there are uh, programs uh, with practicals uh, um, courses. Uh, it's important to to build a, mo- a pattern. It's important to sue. It's important to have uh, a creative. Uh, um, Input, but to give uh, creative input. But it's most important. Uh, the most important thing is to um, de- develop uh, a, se- a textile sensitivity, mm-hmm. manipulating the yes. textiles. Absolutely. Uh, posi- uh, uh, Mr. Graham, uh, Doctor uh, uh, Sorry, I, I don't. Yeah, Doctor <laughs> Graham Kruger Dr. Uh, yeah. agrees with me because uh as uh, possibly as uh, we we share a lot of uh, notions uh, textile notions um uh i remember that when i was a student uh, my aim was to build uh, a grief but when uh, when i when i make uh, i made the last uh, the last work and uh, the final work uh, i realized that uh, i have another uh, another um, another life uh, in front of me uh, it didn 't have uh, almost anything to do with uh, with my studies because uh, uh, fashion it 's a world it 's a universe and uh, it 's uh, the second uh, point uh, I would like to to evi- to put in evidence that fashion is not only uh, sewing it 's not only pattern making it 's not only creating it 's uh, a world it's a, it 's uh, a wide it's a it's a universe so um, the most uh, preparation you get when you are in the school uh, better for you and better to enter in this universe Mm. and uh, Mm. gradually you earn your position your role you can start uh, uh, to 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 reach uh, to reach an an aim but uh, uh, possibly you in the in the in the run uh, in the in the Yes, in the run you can uh, understand that that you like more one thing. That uh, the aim, for instance, um, uh, I I wanted to build a grief when I was uh, when I when I I graduated. But I realized that 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 I adore to be, for instance, a commercial. I adore to teach. I, mm. I adore also to make sketches, mm. uh, just uh, just to, to make sketches, not to <laughs> sell them. So, thank you Why so.
0: You? Yes, no, Francesca, that is so good, and so I think longer. I, I th- yeah I think with your point and also Komatsu's, um experience of actually living and getting experience, she actually has grown in her career more through experience. Through just, edu- to,
2: just to close, uh, just to close my uh, my ideas. Uh, listening before, uh, I was um, I realized that uh, um, one point, one important point was missing. Uh, the 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 aim of a school is not only to prepare professionals, is also. And uh, I think mostly to prepare competent uh, consumers. Mm. I guess uh, it's it's a very important point. People that don't understand what is it buying doesn't pay simply, Mm -hmm. doesn't feed the market. Mm -hmm. So this is my conclusion. (laughs) Thank you. Thank Thank you. Thank
0: you, Thank you
3: um i wonder if i can just add yeah um something that we do, we plan to do at fan that in in 35 years of edu- uh, of being involved in education i've never come across um i i yeah well, because of uh, the result of things that uh, like Humotsu is saying you know you don't know you d- d- by the time that you finish with your course it's like a whole new world out mm-hmm. there and you've also said that um one of the things that we do is in the beginning of the first year, we are going to build a psychometric profile of each student through uh, the uh, implementation of uh, MBTIs and there are several other um, uh, instruments that we will do to help each individual uh, student to build a psychometric profile so that they can understand who they are, how they operate, are they introverted, are they extroverted, what are their strengths, their weaknesses and their opportunities and so on. And then, to uh, present them with a, a global environment scan of the fashion industry so that they can understand what it looks like from the beginning and they can understand what kind of job opportunities and entrepreneurial opportunities and so on they are. And then to marry that psychometric profile with that Knowledge of the envi- uh, the environment scan, so that they can, from the very beginning of their course, already slot in their strengths and their weaknesses uh, and gear it towards uh, in a direction towards where they think they could find a niche in the industry, so that they are far better prepared by the time they leave there. To, uh, to they're already geared to, to towards the to face challenges mm-hmm. of the section or the or the segment of the industry that they have selected to participate in. That's the one thing. The other thing I must also tell you is that, in in 35 years of education, i found that fashion education is very disjointed. You know, you have uh, some lecturers who teach uh, creative design, some who teach pattern making, some who teach uh, fashion uh, marketing or business or whatever it is, but each lecturer has their own agenda, their own program, whatever, and nowhere is it really integrated to a point where the student can understand holistically um, how these things interact. So that uh, each student is, it, it has to rely on their own ingenuity to find out how these things work together, you know. So our whole uh, learning program is complete, is devised from the ground up to integrate all these processes so that you, for instance, do your market research. You um, identify what kind of a product would be suitable for a certain market segment. You write a business plan for that. You uh, develop your your prototypes, your technology, your patterns that you make, your uh, mock-ups or your, your garment prototypes that you make. You develop a you know whole um, strategic plan to market that, to bring it to market and so on and so on and so on. So, um and so
0: that things are not so disconnected because what's the point it's like everything is is just it's there but how do you connect it Or how does it relate to and we also
3: can
1: i I say something Uh, listening to dr kruger right i i I can see your point because to be honest with you i i never after fashion school i never had to work for anyone. i've never worked for anybody after fashion school i was just so equipped from school um, that I started my own business. Um, I right. focused. I focused on the things that were important. The things that were the things that were important for for me to when I graduate that I would need to do on my own, like pattern pattern making, draping, text understanding textiles. And all of these things. So when I was done, I was actually making patterns for my friends out of school because I could. They didn't probably didn't pay enough attention. <laughs> to, <laughs> but but I do have a point. You know, I understand it seems disjointed, um, but because your program is a little bit. Uh, the time frame is short, so everything needs to be mm-hmm. very condensed and very mm-hmm. very streamlined. And I think that's very important. Mm-hmm. But sometimes in the larger programs it's a it may look disjointed, but you know, there's there's this um there's um a certain um a certain individuality that comes out of this disjointedness. You know, like different lecturers of different perspectives about how things should be because it's in school it's just to empower you to think you know yes. like what you're doing with your students is i mean there's 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 power in its diversity too and there's power in it's being streamlined like you have it it's just for your program i'm, I'm really happy that you're yes. so honed in on the core skills because it's a shorter program i think it's so good that you are allowing them to learn both what is what is a theory and the practice of of, of the industry when they come out, you know. Mm. You. Um, but I was just—I just wanted to, to 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 say, if 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 you focus on the core skills like you guys are doing, students are going to come out not even needing a job from anyone. They mm. they, they set up their own industries and and get going. Yeah.
4: Uh, come on, so. Yeah. so another thing that we noticed, um, you know, in any career, I guess it's the same that, you know, the network mm. that, um, you, you, you have. I mean, people pay a lot of money to take their children to private schools, hoping that when they grow up, those people they went to private school with becomes their network. Um, you know, then they can, whether they're going to become CEOs of companies or whether their parents can refer them when they need business. But, you know, it's, it's the network that you get. So the reason why our college is called, um, the Fashion Academy Network is, um, between the three of us, the directors, we have a hundred years' experience in fashion, right? And with and that comes network, a global yeah. network. You know, as he spoke about, you know, the the, the wool secretary, trade. Uh, Julian has, I mean, shown in um, in New York Fashion Week. You know, not and only London have I been in London Fashion Week, I have not only been a part of. Um, you know the uh, L'Oreal team dream team I've also you know worked for the different magazines and all the people I've met there so from the fashioning fashion uh, from being a fashion model to being a fashion stylist uh, fashion editor all those things come with uh, you, you know you have black books uh, like the the, the the people that we have in our black books what's, that's what we want to share with our students as well but not only our students I mean our future endeavors is also to have um, events that will come out of you know the fashion I community network where we invite other people who are not necessarily alumni or you know just people who are already in the industry but you know they become a part of our network where mm-hmm. then we can share skills share knowledge share our little black books you know and 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 just make this global world even smaller you know and it's it's, it's those networks that normally propel you or open doors and as we said most of the time a person uh, is com- completes their education, and they have absolutely no one to call on to um, and um, especially in Africa you know children of Africa tend to be a bit isolated unless you know you come from you know, the top so. five of mm. yeah you know.
0: I want to just, sure. yes. just add on and say yes and I want to just add on and say it 's a very important conversation I, I, for those who are tuned in I'm sure and I hope that you can pick something out of this conversation with you to be able to change or shape uh, your fashion journey especially if you're a fashion student now one of the things or one of the concerns or one of the yeah really it's a concern is what sort of so when you guys come, came up or have come up with your curriculum mm-hmm. Have you got a curriculum that is of world standard? Because what's the point? Again, we don't want to waste time anymore. We don't want students studying fashion in Africa and then saying, oh, now I have to go to St. Martin. So I have to go to wherever it is to go and now really study the real whatever it is that's so much more real on that curriculum than it is here, which is just a waste of time and money. Why can't we, our students, be able to graduate and still play uh, in the global marketplace, within like have that competitive edge within the global marketplace. So again, back to you guys for fun. Again, have you also? H- how do you make sure that your curriculum is on a global class level?
3: Well, this is one of the um, issues that we decided to address by opening up this institution, because um, we all three of us, uh, the the directors, have international exposure, and. Um, I have, and because I've also been immersed in education, I realize that most of the institutions in South South Africa are businesses on their own to make money for themselves. They're not interested in what happens to the the students once they finish studying. And this is not where we want to be. We want that vertical integration where people can integrate with the global industry that is why we do uh, at the very inception we also do a environment scan which is global it's not just a local thing and um for instance uh, just to i said that I did a masters degree but i have a doctorate i'm the only person in south africa who holds a, a doctorate in technology in the field of textiles and fashion at this particular point in time <laughs> wow now um, my market research for my doctorate, for instance, was done in Europe and America. So all the connections that I built up through the years with the International wool Secretariat, I activated to do this research. And it's all about um, generating a manufacturing infrastructure in South Africa and with this school to train people and equip young people who could um, uh, identify market s- uh, segments, uh, develop the pro- uh, suitable proto- uh, prototypes for those ones, and to eventually propel us into export because it's all about economic empowerment of African people and if we just sell our products uh, among one another we don't enlarge the uh, pool of wealth that is existing here at the moment but by exporting our stuff we can earn foreign currency into Africa which makes the pool of wealth which enlarges the pool of wealth so this is our whole um, thrust is towards that, you know, to get our students onto a level where they can uh, be competitive globally. And um, the, the, the main situation with that also is that uh, for a start, the education, in my opinion, in fashion has not been at that level. Number one. And number two is, um, the, the use of technology is not as integrated into local programs that they can understand that they can conduct a business, a global business, uh, with relatively Very little. basic uh, electronic, uh, yeah. Equipment, equipment, uh, whatever you know. That, awesome.
0: But I think that this is also really good. I think what you you guys are doing is you're also enabling the African graduates or the African students or the African people again, back yeah. to what we are, yeah. to actually open their minds and realize, besides the globalization being here and making us so borderless and so easy to access whatever space we want to access. Mm-hmm. You're also empowering them because who said that because you were born in Kenya in the corner of some place in Nairobi that that's where you're supposed to sit and trade and play all your life? Who said that? Mm-hmm. And I feel like one of the things also that really, for me, is really like I feel like shaking it like a salt shaker out of you know our heads is that even though we are African, we have a whole world. The world's our oyster. We need to play,
3: and we have a, a new generation.
0: And it's a new generation. And the business is is actually I think it's we are in a better position playing and trading. In the
4: global marketplace Than staying in the corner Because that's more power I'd like to also maybe Introduce another point to that Um, You know I think, especially in, in in my generation, growing up, you always looked up to America, you know, or Paris specifically for fashion. So you you know you wanted to become great at fashion, and so that one day you could have a shop in Paris or become an international fashion designer and so forth. But you know, with globalization, I think what you come to learn is that um, you know we, you have the super brands, you know, the Christian Dior's of this world, the Louis Vuittons and all of that. But those have really become machines. You know, the the creativity that lies there. Yes, there's a lot. Lots of designers that go in there and they punch out these wonderful designs that can be sold in the global market. But, you know, the real design, if you if you look at how, you know, trends, what's happening in the world right now is that, you know, you're going back to where couture is becoming a thing again. And not couture in, the, in terms of what Coco Chanel and Karl Lagerfeld are producing, but what an uh, an everyday person who's a designer, who has craft, who has skill, yeah. is able to make. And a person is looking forward to buying something that's really individual, individually made for them that's crafted for them, and that's just beautiful and unique, you know, not that global machine that it's just punching out idea after idea that actually you can see that, it, it, you know, it comes from somewhere where you've seen it before, you know, with the fashion cycles and so forth. So now with with, with Africa, what we now have to learn is that it's it's not always to look outside, you know, it's not always to say I'm looking to Paris or to to, to New York for for the next uh, fashion inspiration or to become the next fashion designer there. It's actually now happening right here that you know, at home as a a South African uh, here at home as an African, I can actually become global. I can produce something from the environment that I I see, from get inspiration from what's around me, the education that I've received from Africa, the the knowledge of Africa, the understanding of who we are as a people, and export that instead. You know, and, and have. The, and un- Yes, yeah, for us d- to buy, it. and the
0: world is drawing inspiration from us. Where and are we
4: going? True. Ah, that's
3: be- true. <laughs> we, we've also integrated um, a specific Afri or Africa specific case studies mm-hmm, mm-hmm. into into our uh, learning program. You know, yeah. for instance, uh, earlier this year I was in Ghana uh, as a uh, expert consultant to assess. Uh, uh, um, textile factory that produces buffed cloth for, for printing, you know, because the government was selling it to the private uh, sector. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you look at those case studies, I think it's so important that our students understand the resources that are embedded in our own continent and how that can be used as a springboard to um, generate products that can be exported globally, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So I think it's very yeah. important to have our own local
1: um, I, I wanted to I wanted to add some. Uh, just going back to what Liz was talking about curriculum, because it, it's it's so important. And um, for me, like going to fashion school in the US, I could understand, um, you know, having a choice in, in your curriculum and like having the things that are really, really powerful and really empowering. And so what I looked at at Fan the first thing I looked at was the, the the curriculum and for me studying here I I can see that your curriculum is is actually not bad it's it's actually very well
4: focused and say it's you, good well it's <laughs> good ah.
1: no it's, it's very good it's,
4: <laughs> well thank you for that we'll frame it's, that definitely no
1: it's, It's it's definitely very good. I just I think one of the confidence I one of like the 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 real top areas of confidence I have is the fact that Dr. Kruger is 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 this well versed in textiles because where designers fail a lot of the times is that relationship between the silhouette and the fabric. You know, and I'm I'm so I'm so happy that he has this textile attitude that he can pass on to these students because. That's where you get it right or wrong. Yeah. You know? yeah. The That's understanding beautiful. of
4: that. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I just want to come guys because we're about to have that glass of red wine. Um so what I want to do is um maybe just to just maybe just finalize here, but by just kind of also picking your minds as fun on where you see the future of African fashion education or education within the fashion industry here in Africa.
3: Can I say first? <laughs> yes please. Listen to me i 'm turning sixty two you know what I mean so, so i 'm close to the gates of the, the, the New Jerusalem <laughs> um, I, you know I would love to sit there on the, on the cloud or whatever and look down and see the current the young generation now um, empowered, financially empowered, empowered with knowledge, empowered with skills, and building because you know like last night, for instance, at this launch. Uh, people were all talking about the the next uh, industrial revolution. You know, the next generation's industrial revolution, and I really believe that this is going to happen because, you know, um, after the the Second World War in Europe and America, you had the baby boom, and the baby boomers turned culture on its head in the sixties. You know, and it's simply because there was such an anthropic volume of young people that they developed a voice you know, that became audible. And I believe that because we have so many young people under the age of 20 now, 50% of our continent under that age of, It is going to change the cultural voice of Africa permanently and forever. And what we put in there is going to help determine what's going to come out on the other side.
0: Oh, so the ball's on our court. Absolutely. Yes. Hey, uh, Komoto, do you have anything yes. you want to share with us around um, where you think we are headed to?
4: Yeah, um, or where you, know, you hope? Hope. I, I think more than anything, it's the confidence. You know I think um it 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 all lies there that um you know I think in in my my biggest learning in life was just that that if you if you build the confidence, a lot of people do a lot of things out there, and then you only find out halfway through that they were not even sure what they were doing, but they did it mm-hmm. anyway and they became great at it and I think as Africans, we need to just grow that confidence- especially south africa I mean Amen. if you go to Nigeria, <laughs> you have never met a more confident person, you know, so and South Africans, we tend to just still want to just get it, you know, somebody else to, to, to say, yeah, yeah, it's good. Come, 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 come along. You can do it, you know. And I think it's the confidence. If we build the confidence, yeah, it doesn't matter what it is that we produce, what it looks like, how, if we just have that, that confidence to say, this is who we are. This is what we're producing and the world will love it. Build it. They will come.
3: You and know? we must I move. Just, because mm. you know, once we once we get this movement going properly, mm. it's far easier to steer a boat that is already sailing exactly. than to exactly. you know, to try and, and, to try and to get to it somewhere it out, if it's yeah, yeah. Still stagnant.
0: Yep. And I think for me, like I love again what you're saying, uh Komotso, about just that self um identity. And the confidence that comes with it. But again, I call this the truth. It's, from, it's The truth is from the inside yes. out. If you apply your soul to whatever it is you're doing, whatever form of art it is, I promise you, because it is your soul and it's so real, yeah. we will receive it. The world will receive it. Yeah. If you want to do the copycat thing or whatever it is, you can do all of that, but you'll be struggling. So I think for me also, it's just about... Understanding who you are and even if it takes you five years to find out who you are and then push your soul out. It's African, your truth. African
4: I education. promise I
0: think there's nothing more refreshing than that. Francisca, uh what are your parting shots on where you think the fashion education curriculum is going, especially from an African uh perspective? Or where do you I, hope I to see the, it go? I miss,
2: the, I miss the, your voice. I miss your your uh, your uh, question. Sorry, the first part of your yeah, question. Just just
0: the future of uh, the African fashion education system in Africa. Where do you see it going?
2: Huh. I I don't have so so much knowledge. I I haven't any knowledge about the the school uh, uh, in uh, system in Africa. But uh, I can I can uh, I could suggest just. Uh, I could I could uh, see uh, just uh, as the things are moving uh, with the media, with the quickness of media, mostly that um, is uh, is is growing and uh, will it will grow, of course, uh, rapidly more than uh, happened uh, in Europe, uh, in Europe, and uh, in a short time we will see. Uh, a lot of uh, qualified and competent professionals from the African continent, I'm mm-hmm. sure of you.
0: Yeah, especially with institutions like FAN um, falling in place. Yes. And even if we had 20 yes. of these, it would be a great way to move forward because there's space for everyone.
3: Uh, I wonder if I can you also have, uh, add, add something. A
2: great, a great mission in front of you. <laughs>
3: mm. um, um. It is one of the reasons why it's so imperative for us to get involved in the fashion industry specifically is because uh, the fashion industry is one of the most labor-intensive industries in the world. And yeah. and in Africa, we have to create jobs.
0: Thank you very much. Hey, G, um, what, what is what are your parting shots before we drink our wine? Because we have uh, very little time left for this wine. <laughs>
1: Yeah. i mean i'm I'm just happy the fact i think when you look at africa's fashion and africa's future and fashion you can see how beautiful it is the fact that all of us sitting here today are active in african in african fashion and we have this accumulation of of, of like accumulation of knowledge that we can bring to it i mean that's that's a great future uh, for African passion.
0: Thank you so much for joining us. Um, uh, we've got fun in the house for those who have just been plugged in. And uh, it's been an interesting conversation around the Fashion Academy Network. How can our listeners who are listening uh, connect with fun?
4: Um, well, you can find us on Instagram. Um, so F-A-N, capital letters. Uh, you can um, email us, um, marketing at f- uh, fan-jhb.com. F-A-N, uh, uh, you can also find us on Facebook, um, FAN, F-A-N, Fashion Academy Network. Um, we have a bright purple sign. So if you see any other <laughs> fan, it's not bright and purple, it's not us. <laughs> <On the website. laughs> and, of what? course, our website, www.fan.jhb.com. Uh,
0: thank you so much guys for joining us now before we go uh, we just have to go through the who would you want to dress and why and we're going to begin with Francisca (laughs) Francisca who you want to dress and why
2: (laughs) please well I had a plan before but I changed it Mm -hmm. because uh, I saw the primrose Mm -hmm. in a picture Mm -hmm. and uh, I already sketched red uh,
0: gala dress Mm -hmm. for her (laughs) <laughs> so you'd love to dress Komoto in a red gala dress? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Oh,
0: okay, and that's nice. We've got a winner in the house. In
4: favorite color, yeah. Yes.
0: And, uh Komoto, so who would you want to dress and why today? Uh, actually, you.
4: <laughs> I think the first thing I said to you when I met is like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, you're so tall. <laughs> and I regretted not wearing my high heels. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you. I'm flattered. You are very beautiful. Slim silhouette. I think you make the easiest person to dress any day. I could dress you with my eyes. <laughs> 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 Guys, thank
0: you. I'm flattered. My gosh. There goes my Glass of wine. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, Dr. Kruger, who would you want to dress, and why?
3: I would like to dress Jeanne Antoinette Poisson, Madame mm. Lenormand, d'Etoile la Marquise yes. de Pompadour.
0: Oh, attention! And wow. pourquoi? <laughs> why? Would that, why is that? <laughs>
3: Well, I just find her fascinating.
0: Interesting. Edgy, who would you want to address and why, besides me, besides Komoto, besides Dr. Kruger, and besides yourself, and besides Francisca, please?
1: <laughs> with with Edgy, I have give to give guidelines. <laughs> Now I got no one to dress because I wanted to dress Dr. Kruger. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, okay, you know what? I just wanted him and I to hang out in our skinnies.
3: (laughs) I'm available and I don't have diesel jeans.
0: You know what we'll let you slide you go ahead and dress him today we'll let you slide you and just make sure it's anything other than diesel now for me today I want to dress Cher the American singer I call her the goddess of pop I call her the goddess of style she is just unbelievable she's such a queen you know so I want to dress Queen Cher today because she's worthy of my dressing <laughs> and awesome. that and that is it for now Francisca I want to thank you for joining us edgy thank you for joining us uh, as well thank you and for your insights we really appreciate them uh, my, Dr. Kruger and, uh, our lovely, I will call you Primrose maybe, because yeah, we've been, yeah, you've got three names. I, still, I have an identity crisis, so it's fun. <laughs> so yes, uh, Komatsu, it's really good to have you on the show. Thank you for joining us as well and good luck with, uh, with fun. Thank you. And so for much. those who are tuned in, we are on www.fashionlabafrica.com. If you want to continue the conversations, you know where to find us. Peace and love until next week.
4: Fashion Lab on CliffCentral.com.
2: CliffCentral.com.